Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Master Passive Income Show. My name's Dustin Heiner. I'm your host, and I help people quit their jobs by investing in real estate rental properties, showing them how to buy one property, make money every single month, and then do it all over again and create a business that runs itself. Now, in the Master Passive Income Podcast, we talk all about real estate rental properties and how you can quit your job. That's right. Never work a job again. Imagine that. Being able to say, so long, boss, or literally fire your boss and say, you're fired. I'm out of here and leave because you don't need that money anymore. And if you could fire your boss, you would have all the time in the world to do whatever you want. All right, guys. Now, today we're going to be talking about property managers and how to select the right property management companies for your business because there are plenty of property managers out there, but there are only a certain few good ones that you're going to want to work with. Now, I've worked with many property managers, and this is what I want to do is save you the headache of working with bad property managers, firing them, and have to find somebody else, then firing them and having to find somebody else, which I've done many times, but I've then come down with a science, a step-by-step process to find the good property management companies. All right, now let's get in there where we talk all about property management companies and how to select the right one for your real estate investing business. All right, guys, let's get in there and start the show. Welcome to the Master Passive Income Podcast, where we talk about all aspects of real estate rental properties with a special focus on making enough money so you can quit your job and live the dream life. And now, here is your host, Dustin Heiner. Now let's get started with the show. Thank you guys so much for being here with me. I'm super excited that you're here listening to the show. We have so many listeners from all over the world and we are changing people's lives, showing them how they can invest in real estate rental properties, make money from the rent that their tenant brings in, pays them minus their expenses and make money every single month. It's so awesome. I love working with all my students, my coaching students, and I love seeing people change their lives. And now recently, or just last week, I gave you guys an offer and so many of you have already taken me up on it. It's so terrific. And I only have a few more left, but I really want to help you guys out. I have my book that I want to give you for free. All you got to do is pay a little bit in shipping and handling. Now, my book, How to Quit Your Job with Rental Properties, is a bestseller on Amazon, and it still sells like hotcakes. But I want to give it to you for free because I want to see you get your life changed. I want to see you get that first property. I want to see you invest in real estate rental properties. And I want to give you my book for free. Go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free book, F-R-E-E book, B-O-O-K, masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free book. So many of you have already taken me up on an offer. I want to give you my book for free as well. I want to see you start to change your life. See what it's going to take to actually change your life by buying one property and having that one property bringing in $250 a month. And then you buy a second property bringing $250 a month. And then you keep going to where then you have 10 properties bringing in $250 a month. How much is that? That's $2,500 going into your pocket every single month if you have 10 properties. Well, what if you had 20 properties? That'd be $5,000 going into your pocket every single month. 
And that's what I want for you. I want to see you change your life. Now, all of my students that I'm working with that are inside the Ultimate Real Estate Investing System, they also are seeing and reaping the benefits. Now, I want to read something to you that I recently got from one of my students. He's in the Ultimate Real Estate Investing System. He sees how he can change his life with real estate, rental properties, and he's going through the coaching program step-by-step process. And this is from Tony. I believe he's also a podcast listener. So Tony, if you're listening, I want to give you a shout out on here. He says, hi, Dustin. I closed yesterday on the house I was telling you about. Everything went smooth. I ended going with a loan from the seller. He owns a mortgage company as well. The loan is for five years at 5% and $13,400 down with the bloom payment of $7,000 due on the last month. I could pay extra $100 a month just to pay down the balloon early and I'm still pocketing $325 a month. Thanks again for your help. And Tony, good for you. I'm super, super excited for you. I When I get these emails from my students, I get so pumped up because seeing everybody change their lives, seeing them get that first property or second or third or even quit their job, my goodness, that is like the, the best news. That just literally makes my day. And so I want to see that for you. So go get my, my book for free, masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free book. It'll get you down the road where you can get started and buy your first property. Okay, let's jump into where now we're going to be talking about property managers and how to select the right property manager. Now we've already looked at what to look for in a property manager, you know, what type of characteristics and things like that. We already looked at where to find property managers. And if you listen to the previous two podcasts, you'll pick up the other two parts of the series where we're talking about all about property managers. Listen to those other two. And for this one, I'm going to give you the show notes for this show, it's masterpassiveincome.com forward slash zero five eight. And I'll put that in the description as well. Just click on there. You'll see all of the entire show notes. In fact, all three episodes, episode 56, 57, and 58, all of those are in the same show notes. It's one huge, gigantic um, show notes page that has all of them in there, all the different tips and pro tips that I give. You go there and read all the show notes so you can see everything. I think I even put a bunch of extra stuff in there as well. So go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash zero five eight, and it'll take you right to the show notes page and you can get everything there. Now let's jump into what to do and how to select the right property management companies for your business. Now I've worked with many, many property managers. I've even had ones that I've had to fire, ones that have stolen from me, ones that just don't do a good job. But in the end, finding the right property manager is like finding a Tom Brady, if you know football, Tom Brady is a quarterback. Yeah, it'd be like finding a Tom Brady or a Joe Montana if you're a little older or who's the next uh, big quarterback, I don't know. Anyways, finding a good quarterback that's gonna run your business, make sure it's done very, very well and makes you money when you don't work. Now, that is what my property managers do, but it took a long time for me to figure out how to find and what to do after I find many different property managers and how to select the right one. Now, again, like I said, go to my show notes page because I have all these written out for you in line. But as I go through them, it's going to be like common sense to you. In my opinion, these are common sense. But at the same time, unless you really think about it and you've actually gone through it, you're probably not going to think about it. Like it just doesn't come right to your mind. Now, let's jump right into it. So how do you select or who do you select and what do you go off of? All that comes down to these key points. So number one, you want to verify their references. 
Now I've had, and I've shared in the previous podcast show where I've had property managers say, no, I am not going to give you any references to any of my landlords because, and one property manager that I was potentially going to work with, when I asked him if I could have his references, he said, no, he would not give me any references. And that was like a light bulb or, or just like a warning sign. What's going on here? I said, well, why wouldn't you give me any references? And he says, it's because his landlord's want to be completely not bothered, like basically not bothered by anything, not even references. And so I said, all right, peace out. I'm not working with you at all. If you cannot give me any references, if none of your clients actually care about you enough to give you a reference, then I don't want to work with you. I've passed on a few property managers who either don't have good references or don't even give out references. Now, just like in anything, if you're going to hire anybody You want to check with prior references. Same thing with property managers, making sure that they're going to be a good property manager, that they've performed well in the past for other landlords and investors just like yourself. So verify the references, get references, but then call the references. Call up those other landlords and just ask them. It might even be just one or two. Just get a couple of the references. I'd say at least two. One would be a little short because maybe he has has his buddy that's going to be answering the phone. But get two references, not more. But then call them up and ask them really good questions. Really good questions about, hey, how, how does this property manager handle evictions? You know, How are they at getting you the money on time? How are they at... And properly invoicing, making sure that all the expenses are there and giving you receipts. Basically, how are they as a property manager? Would you work with them or not? And same thing goes with going on Yelp.com, which I talked about in last last week's show. If you go to Yelp.com and look up that property manager, don't just look at their overall ratings and review. The pro tip would be read through the reviews for any landlords who say good or bad things about that property manager. If the landlord is saying, well, this property manager, it takes him forever to get me my money, feels like he's stealing from me or she's doing a bad job, whatever it might be, that's a property manager you might not want to go with. But if a tenant is saying, well, this guy's a bad guy, you know, he he kicked me out after eight months of not paying my rent. I can't believe he did that. <laughs> well, you deserve to get kicked out. In fact, you should have got kicked out at your or month one. You should have got kicked out. And so when tenants are upset, they'll be vocal about it. When landlords are upset, it'll take them a little while. But usually you're going to see a differentiation between a tenant and a landlord. So check references, check google.com for um, you know their reviews, go to yelp.com as well. Those are your greatest ways to find if a property manager has experience and what they've done in the past. All right, next, let's move on. Your first impression always counts. I can't stress that enough. Now, you might not be a judge of or good judge of character of people's character or if somebody's um, you know a good person to work with or not, but even if you are or are not, you can have a good or bad first impression. Like if the property manager, when you talk to them on the phone, they don't sound like they know what they're doing. They're hemming and hawing, or basically they can't come up with the right answers. They can't really talk straightforward to you. And they act like they don't know their business. They're trying to act like they do, but it comes out that they don't know the business and how to manage a property. Well, that first impression, you kind of got to go with your gut and making sure that you feel comfortable And you're going to be trusting your investment with this property manager. If your property manager is not trustworthy, do not go with them. Move on, find somebody else. Hopefully that's common sense to you. But your first impression will 
give you a good understanding if this is somebody you should work with or not. Very rarely do any of my first impressions that go bad or their first impressions are bad, do I actually work with that person. If their first impression is good, more often than not, I keep going and then probably hire them. But if the first impression is bad, I usually just move on because I know that if somebody's not putting their best foot forward when they're trying to get my business, how bad is that foot gonna be when they actually have my business and have my money and I'm trying to contact them to get my money out of them. So trust your gut. Your first impression always counts. Next, make sure they are in good communication with you before you hire them. Just like it was just saying, if your potential property manager doesn't get back to you in a timely manner, which is 24 hours at most, 48 hours. If they can't call you back in that time before they have your business, imagine how bad it's gonna be when they have your business. You know, you're at their mercy um, because they could just hold on to your property, hold on to your money, and then you have to fire them, which takes a lot of work. I've done that before. So you want to make sure you hire right from the first time as opposed to hiring badly. My very, very first property manager was stealing from me. Basically, she started a, well, she had a property management business, but then she started a sub sandwich, like a Subway sandwich. It wasn't actually the Subway brand, but it was like a, her own, you know, sub sandwich type of place. And eventually the business stopped doing well or was not doing well. So she started stealing money from her property management clients. All that to say, I realized that I did not, that was my very first property manager. I had no clue what I was doing. I didn't have somebody like me showing you how to do it. And it was horrible. Anyways, praise the Lord, my wife was really good. She said, fire her right away, go get somebody else. And so that's what I did. I'm much more lenient, and but I knew that I had to fire her right away because she was stealing from me. That's what you gotta do. It's a pro tip I'm gonna give you. When you have a bad property manager, you fire them as fast as possible. Like literally the next day, as soon as you find out and realize it's time to cut and run, fire them right away. And this is the way to do it. This is a huge pro tip that's, probably not going to be in the show notes. This is just in the the podcast. What you want to do is make sure that you have two other property managers, especially one at at, at minimum, but two other property managers ready in case your property manager goes bad. In all the areas I'd invest, I have a number of property managers. And see, what I do is I basically, I interview four to six property managers in an area and I rank them one, two, three, and four. And the number one I go with and I select them. But if number one is horrible and I got to fire him, I have number two ready to go and number three and number four in case I need to. That's a huge pro tip. And so if you ever need to fire your property manager, you already have your number two ready in the wings, ready to jump on and grab those properties out, change everything over, new locks and all that sort of stuff and get you and with a new property manager. So you don't want to do that. So bar against that by making sure when you first start talking to them, make sure that they are in good communication with you before you hire them. Obviously, all this is before you hire them. The pro tip that I just gave you is fire fast. But here's the beginning part of that pro tip. You want to hire slow. Hire very slowly so you are taking your time asking questions, verifying references, making sure they do good work. You wanna take your time hiring, but when it's time to fire, fire them fast. Okay, now, next one. Review and verify their current projects and properties. Like, go buy the properties that they're managing. Talk to the tenants, um, or obviously ask them first. Hey, can I talk to a couple of your tenants? I wanna check out a couple of properties that you're managing. Now, that's if you're in the area or you fly into the area, definitely do that. But you wanna re- review 
and verify the current projects and current properties that they are managing and see, are these properties actually taken care of well? Are they managed well? Are the rehabs done well? What type of crews are they using and how are they running their business? So you wanna look at the current things that they're doing and just ask them, where are some current properties that you're, you're, you're managing? And I would like to go by there and see them. And if I can't talk to the tenant, I just want to drive by and see what they look like, what the area looks like and all that. So review and verify the current projects and properties that they currently have. Next, you want to verify that they have proper city and state licenses. Now, some places you can just hire a property manager. Some states you can't. Some places you can um, hire a property manager, but they must have a license from the city or the county or the state, whatever it might be. Wherever you're investing in the country, you want to verify those laws in that city, state, county. You want to verify those and make sure your property manager is up on those. Now, I have hired just a, basically, I've hired a realtor as a realtor. And then he wanted to get into property management. So I moved him into property management and said, okay, you can manage my properties. Now that was good and bad. He did. He actually turned out well, but now looking back, I would never advise any of my students to do that because property management is a hard thing to do. And there are only few people that are geared to be a property manager, but those that are geared to be a property manager, they are really good at it. And so what I want to do is I want to find a company. Here's a huge pro tip. Find a company, not just a mom and pop, not just one person managing properties, find a company. And ideally you have, you work with the owner of the company who has multiple property managers that manages the property in the different areas that they work in. And so basically you have the owner who wants to make sure the business runs well. He hires employees. Well, if their employees go bad, then he goes and hires somebody else. That's taking care of for you. But if he wants to sell the business, he has to sell the business to somebody else that's gonna be running a full business. Now, God forbid you hire somebody and within two years, something happens to them where you know they, they say, you know what, I'm tired of doing property management or they get in a car accident or something bad happens, whatever it might be. And then you gotta find somebody else. Now, it's frustrating finding a new property manager. I've done it many times. But the property managers that I hire I'm looking to work with them for 10, 15, 20, 30, however many years they're willing to do the property management. I don't want to fire them, but I will quickly if I must. So you want to verify that they have proper city and state licenses because if they don't have a license and they're required to have a license, then your properties could be in jeopardy where if you're trying to evict somebody, they say, hey, does your property manager have a license? Oh, no, they don't. Well, you can't evict them. You got to get... Uh, Long story short, make sure they have the proper licenses if it's required and preferably a pro tip, get a company that has many employees underneath that company. All right, next up, verify that they have adequate business and liability insurance. Insurance is super inexpensive for what it provides for you and your property manager should have that. They may even need to be bonded with the state. I'm not sure. You could check those laws as well, but you want to make sure they have adequate business and liability insurance because as they're managing properties, if they have one of their workers working on the property and they slip and fall, well, you don't want hopefully not to come out of your pocket or come out of your insurance. It's their own insurance that they're going to be hit. And so verify that they have adequate business liability insurance. It could be a minimum of a million dollar liability policy. 
It could be, you know, business, like if somebody gets hurt. Now, if they have employees, they're going to have workman's comp as well. They're going to have all that. You may want to check that as well. But usually if they are a big company, and if they have more than like five or six employees, they have all of that under uh, under control and they have it taken care of. But just ask, can I look at your your um, liability insurance, you know, what type of liability insurance you have, how much do you have covered, you know, am I covered if your people slip and fall and all that sort of stuff. You want to make sure you ask those questions. Next up, in order to select the right property management companies, I always negotiate the property management contract. So when they're working with me, I want them to do what I want them to do, not what they want to do. So I make sure that they know my business rules, my business processes, and they follow my business plan. So I'll give you a quick example. One is really simple to understand. Rent is due on the first. It's late after the third. You get a three-day notice on the fifth and eviction process starts on the 10th. That's the blanket way I run all my properties. You know, if somebody's been in there a year, a year and a half, and they're late on their rent once, you know, they need until the 15th and they tell me and they're getting good communication. I'm like, yes, you're a good tenant. I'll be lenient. But I want to make sure that I'm not getting somebody in my property for three months. And then all of a sudden, Hey, you know, I'm having a rough time. Can you, you know, skip my monthly payment this month, or I'll pay you on the 15th or I'll pay you on the 30th or whatever it might be. If somebody's been a good tenant in my property for a long time, then I'll be much more lenient. But I know that my property manager has my business model in mind. Whenever anything happens to a property where their tenant doesn't pay, they know exactly the steps and at which day they're going to do each one of those. Now, sometimes, like I said, it will happen where a tenant needs a little bit of help or a little bit of assistance or patience on my end to give them a little bit of leeway to make up the end, make ends meet. Well, if they're talking to my property manager, my property manager knows to come to me. Like if somebody owes me like $3,000 and they come to me and say, well, the eviction is going to be on May 20th, but on May 18th, this tenant is going to give you $2,800. They can't come up with all of it, but they can give you most of it. Would you be okay with taking that? I'd say, absolutely. Yeah, go ahead and take that. They're going to still need to make up the $200, but if they don't pay, make sure the eviction goes through. That's a huge pro tip. What happens is if you're going to go through an eviction, the court is going to say, once the eviction date started, let's say May 1st is when the eviction date started and June 15th is the court date where they're going to go through the eviction with the court and the, the tenant. Well, from June 1st or uh, May 1st to June 15th, any time in there that you take money that nullifies the eviction process, the eviction process has, even if it's just $1, isn't that horrible? Like the dude owes you $3,000, he gives you $5. Well, that negates your eviction process. So basically, I always tell my property managers, don't take any money unless I, number one, approve it first, or number two, it's everything and we are good to go. And we don't need to worry about starting the eviction over because we have that money. So last thing you want is somebody to give you 500 bucks when they owe you $3,000 and the eviction process have to start all over. You have to pay the eviction fees, the attorney fees, the court date fees. You have to file the writ. You have to get the um, sheriff's deputy out there. So many different headaches. And so that's a huge pro tip I want to give you is Make sure that your property manager goes over your business processes and does everything that you want them to do. So in that, you want to negotiate the property management contract. Let's say they have a policy, and here's another big one, not just managing the policy or the, the property, not just managing it, but if they are going to be 
taking money from you. Let's say the property management contract has where they you need to give them an entire one month's rent in order to lease the property. Well, that's a lot of money. If you're renting a property for 1200 bucks, that's $1,200 out of your pocket in one year that goes right to the property manager. Well, if you have enough properties, you can negotiate that, which I've done. I negotiated down to maybe like a half a property, uh, uh, first month's rent, half a property, half of a first month's rent instead of $1,200, it's $600 because I have so many properties. Here's an, a huge pro tip that I'm gonna give you. If they charge you a leasing fee, what you also wanna do is have them give you a guarantee that that property will stay rented because you don't wanna pay them 1200 bucks or one month's rent and have the, the tenant move out in six months. Like I'm not hiring you to find bad tenants just to move in and move right back out where you're collecting that fee. No, if they move out within a year, I want you to guarantee that this is a good tenant. But if they move out within a year, you're going to replace them for free. You're going to do everything on your power without any money of my own to get a new tenant in there for the entire year. And if it happens again before that year is up, then it's going to, you're going to have to do it all over again. Find me a good tenant right away. All right, so negotiate the property management contract. Get those fees out of there. And if they're going to be charging you something ridiculous like a minimum monthly property management fee... I've had property managers say, we're going to charge you $50 a month if it's not rented. I'm like, what? What am I paying you for? Like, what's going to be the incentive for you to actually want to get the property rented? You know, it's going to be, you're going to drag your feet. You're not getting any money from me. So scratch that out, line that out. I am not going to pay you for having a property not rented. You are only getting paid when it's rented, when you are actually making me money. And so that's what I would absolutely strike that out. So make sure you negotiate everything in your property management contract. Look through it, read through it. If you don't like something, scratch it out and tell them. If they don't want to, to you know, acquiesce to your re- demands or your negotiations, then move on to somebody else. There are plenty of property managers out there. You wanna make sure you have a good one. Next up, verify and review the lease agreement to make changes to fit your business model. You wanna make sure that the property manager is doing your business your way, that they're not going to just implement whatever they've created. You wanna make sure it fits your business. Cause some property managers might say, well, the late fee starts after the fifth. I'm like, why? Why don't we start it on the third? You know, rent's due on the first, it's late after the third. Well, why do we have to wait till the fifth? Well, scratch that out and say, I want to make sure it's late after the third so you get a late fee after the third. Nobody needs five days to pay their their rent. They need three days at most. Or they, I think it's maybe laws. They might be a, a three-day law or something like that. But, you know, a five-day or 10-day or something like that. Um, but you want to view the lease agreement to make changes to that fit your business model. If the contract does not have something that says no smoking on premises, well, make sure that's added in there. Let them know. I absolutely want this added in there. I don't want any of my properties to have smoke going into them. So make sure that, or pets, you know, usually they ask, Hey, do you want to have pets in your property or not? That's up totally up to you. If you want pets, I would strongly suggest, and here's a pro tip, strongly suggest that you add $25 per pet on to the property, or the rents every single month, because there's going to be a pet cleaning fee, that, or a fee, but there's going to be pet cleaning when you're done with the property, and hopefully after a year of them being in there, 25 bucks is going to be $250 going to be paid for the cleaning. So that's what you want to do. So review, read through the lease, read through everything that you're going to sign in this business to make sure that you're doing it right the first time. Now, after you're going through everything, I want you to, like I was telling you, 
um, in the last, I think it was two shows ago, you want to work with people. I'm suggesting that you should want to work with people that you want to work with. If the property manager that you're working with or you're talking to on the phone, if it's something like your personality just doesn't match, it doesn't fit well, like, oh man, I just really don't like talking to this person. Well, my opinion, move on. Life is too short for you to be talking to somebody, working with somebody that you really don't want to work with or talk to. I have been in business with people that I just didn't like and it was not any fun. Not necessarily to say that business has to be fun. But I just say life is short. I want to work with people that I like working with or that that don't rub me wrong or I don't rub them wrong. It might just be me. It just turns out I want to work with people that I like working with. And so those are the people that I pick. And so work with somebody that you're going to work with, that you're going to trust, that you're going to have good communication with. You're going to be able to rely on them to run your business without you. I absolutely love that my property managers do all the work and I don't do any work. They are fantastic. Now, as we're wrapping up, I want to remind you, go to my website and get my book for free, masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free book, F-R-E-E-B-O-O-K. And again, that'll be in the description in this podcast show. But you guys are terrific. I have one more episode coming up next week where we're gonna talk about property managers and the questions that you need to ask property managers. There are so many questions that you need to ask in order to do it right. You need to ask these questions to make sure you find a good property manager and interview them well. And if you are interested in coaching or learning more about how to invest in real estate, I want to help you out. Go to my website, masterpassiveincome.com. And at the very top, you're going to see a little button that says coaching. Click on that and it'll take you to my coaching page. I'd love to help you out as well. I have so many students that have changed their lives with real estate rental properties. And I want to see you do that too. All right, guys. Now that is it for today. Hopefully you got some good information out of it. If you would share it with one person, I would really, really appreciate that. All right, guys. You take care of yourselves. Talk to you next week. Peace out.